If you've ever played a hand of cards, maybe around the table at home, and you're playing with a group of people, and maybe the person sitting across from you tips their hand, and you see maybe that they have a royal flush or two or three of a kind, and they don't realize that you know what they have, but it informs you so that you know how to play the game that you're playing. You have an advantage. I'd like to think that in our gospel today, as we hear of the temptation of Jesus by the evil one in the desert, that the devil really shows his hand this weekend in our gospel, that we know the ways that the evil one tempts now. And because we know it, We can see it in our lives and address it and correct it and run far away from it. In the first temptation of the evil one to Jesus, he says that if you are the Son of God, turn this rock, this stone, into bread. Because Jesus had just been eating or had been fasting in the desert. He hadn't eaten anything in 40 days. And so the devil comes in that moment. I'd like to call this a situational temptation in which the devil tempts in a specific way given the specific situation. If, for example, I know that if I hang out with one group of friends and all we're going to do is talk and belittle another group of people, I know that's the situation and that's the temptation there. And so to address it. It's the situation of our first reading today from the book of Exodus, in which Moses reminds the people of what God has done by leading them out of the slavery into freedom, because the people were complaining. It's the temptation in that moment to gripe and to moan and complain. It was that situation. Or maybe for us, it's being at a restaurant and maybe on a Friday in Lent. And we're with a group of friends, and maybe they're not Catholic, and so everyone else is ordering steak or pork or whatever it might be, but you have to order the fish fry. And so maybe there's the temptation there in this situation just to say, no, I'm not going to do this abstinence thing during Lent. I'm going to do what I want. That's the temptation in the moment. That's what happens to Jesus in our gospel today. And he resisted. So we know the devil's tactics in that way. So Jesus faces a second temptation then, in which the devil says, I shall give to you all this power and glory, for it has been handed over to me, and I may give it to whomever I wish. So there the devil is really lying. He doesn't have all the power. He can't give it all. God alone has the power. But there, the evil one is promising false happiness. And we see that in our own lives. The false happiness that's promised to us. That if there's some sin in our life that's dangling before us, the temptation is there to commit whatever it might be. And we think then, if I do this, then I'm going to be happy. But then afterwards, what happens? It's guilt, it's anger at self, it's remorse. Because it was false happiness that the devil was putting in front of us. 
One of the things I tell people if they come to confession, I remind them, well, if this is what you did, how did you feel afterwards? And they'll answer, and I'll tell them, well, then the next time, when the temptation comes, run far away, because you already know what it's going to be like. It's that false happiness. If, for example, yelling at your husband or your wife is the temptation, that's the false happiness. If I yell, then it'll be gone. I'll be happy again. I'll let it out. But then afterwards, how do you feel? Then it's in those moments that we run to the Lord for mercy, to come to the sacrament of reconciliation. The devil shows us his hand this weekend. Jesus saw that temptation and he resisted. And so, so should we. And the third temptation of Jesus. The devil says, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you and they will support you. I think this is the temptation to presumption. That the devil is saying to Jesus, you're God, you can jump from this mountain and your angels will save you. Presumption that that will happen. What's that look like in our own lives? It's always putting it off till tomorrow. I'm going to get my relationship with God right next Lent instead of this Lent. I'm going to reconcile with my friend or my family member maybe tomorrow or next month. We're presuming there's a tomorrow, but we're not promised tomorrow, and so we live in the moment and to seize each day and each opportunity. Jesus saw this temptation and he resists it. And so should we, because we know the devil's tactics. He shows us his hand this weekend. What did Jesus do once the devil erroneously quoted scripture to him? Jesus responds with scripture. In our own lives, to know the word of God, to be people of prayer. That's how we respond to those temptations that come in our life. It's then that we'll resist those temptations in the moment, in that situation, the temptation to false happiness and presumption. It's then that we'll run far away from it and seek the truth and the freedom that God alone gives. In this Mass, we'll pray the Our Father, and we'll pray those words, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Temptation happens each and every day in our lives. Let's mean that prayer when we pray it today, that we may not be led into that temptation, that we might not fall into it, but that we might be delivered from the evil one.